good morning, everyone. And I uh, just want to thank everybody again for <clears throat> all the pastor appreciation gifts and so on. They've just, we're really blessed by you all. And, <clears throat> but you know, as I've been praying again and um, having to, asking the Lord, you know, what to share and, and direction and so on, um, what happened this morning is a good example of that. And that see, so many of us, we don't even know, you know, we're, we're Christians, but we don't even know that, we don't even talk about, that there's a warfare going on. The Bible says so. There are powers that are trying to stop us from doing what God wants us to do. And so we need to realize that and be a part. There's a big warfare going on over the United States, over Hawaii right now, and most Christians are not even involved. And that's part of the reason our country is the state it's in. But guess what? Is that when the darkness gets greater, the light shines brighter. And so we are seeing some real you know, light that I've never seen before happen also at the same time. And the thing is, is right when it comes to a time where we see things that are happening now that I've never seen, not just um, in my lifetime, like, you know, there's a worldwide um, pandemic again and so on, but people turning away from the nation, turning away from God like never before. <clears throat> you know, I just, what God says is that he created us in his image, male and female. And we had a covenant as the United States with God. That we would be one nation under God. And that's the God of the Bible. And we turned away from that. We broke the covenant. And we see, the, and I've never seen so much of the breaking of that covenant where he made us male and female in his image. And how far have we turned? I just met someone and talked with them about, you know, he's in third grade on the East Coast, and there's three children in his class already that saying they are not who God made them to be. And one of them is going in the opposite sex bathroom and so on in third grade. Three people saying, I'm not who God made me to be. So we see all these things happening, but it's time for us to really rise up and really that the, the only safe place to be is in the center of God's will in his covenant with him and to really like this is a time where we see a separation between the light and the darkness like the Bible says the wheat and the tares will grow together that's the tares are weeds that grow with the wheat they look just like the wheat so you can't tell till the fruiting starts and that's when you can tell the difference. And the Bible says that's when the angels will come and separate them and throw the tares into the fire and harvest out the wheat. And so this is the time that we need to be one or the other and show ourselves that way. So I'm change things around a little bit. I'm going to read from Revelations. Because to me, again, this, this talks about to me the uh, American church right at this time. 
And God is speaking to the church of Laodicea, and he says, I know all the things that you do, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were one or the other. But since you are like lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. And I don't know what your theology is, but I, I don't like that, to think that God will spit us out of his mouth if we are neither hot nor cold. You say, I am rich. I have everything I want. I don't need a thing. And that's how we are the richest nation on earth. We have all these things that we have compared to all these other people. We are rich. We have comfort. We have peace. We have wealth. We have all of these things. And you don't realize that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. So I advise you to buy gold from me, gold that has been purified by fire. Then you will be rich. Also buy shining garments from me. It says white, but I believe it's shining. That's that word, lukos. So you will not be ashamed of your nakedness. And I will talk about that too. I'll read the scripture where it talks about that that if we don't build on what God has given us, the foundation of Jesus Christ, you will appear in heaven like through a wall of fire with nothing. An ointment for your eyes so you will be able to see. I correct and discipline everyone I love. Why is he saying this? Because he loves us. He sees what's coming and happening and he loves. You. And he's saying, be on fire, be hot. We're having ignite the night. That's what it's all about. We just come before God. I want to know you more. I want to be in your presence. No agenda. Every time, God, the Holy Spirit leads, and it's something different. But it's always something awesome and wonderful. And so, he, this is a time for us to come on fire for God. Because He loves us. That's why. So be diligent and turn from your indifference. We don't build a kingdom in this world. We spend all our time and money for comfort and building things in this world, land, money, power, respect in this world. It'll be gone in an instant. But spend time, eternal rewards, because he loves us. He's saying we have eternal rewards that we don't even understand how great and wonderful they are. But that's what he says. We have eternal rewards that we can be building towards instead of the earthly things that will be gone in an instant. Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice, open the door. I will come in. <clears throat> he will have covenant with us. And we will share a meal together. Remember, communion was a meal. Those who are victorious, that means overcomers just like the warfare this morning am I going to go through trust God and go through or am I going to back away those who are victorious to do what God's telling them to do and we each have a gift all of you have a gift and a purpose and a place he made you for awesome in the body of Christ you just that's why we have that on the wall for eternal rewards for us to do for his glory all of us have a different gifting 
I certainly don't have them all. Not even a little bit of them. And so we need, that's why he made all of you different for the body of Christ to use your giftings as we work together, as we stay in unity. Again, how the, the anointing falls. Because division is division. You get two different visions. You get your car over there and the tires are going like this, how far will you get? That we go together and we move together in, in unity, and we, and we're, but we're moving, we're doing, we're moving. And those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. That doesn't mean just we get a nice chair now. That means authority, authority in his kingdom. Anyone with ears to hear, listen to what the Spirit is saying and understand what he's saying to the churches. This is, we can see what's happening. You know, um, I'm going to read to you Psalm 91 because so many people want to claim Psalm 91. He'll protect you from pandemics and all the disease and you don't have to be afraid of there, but it's about covenant with him. Because you see how it starts, it says, those who live, who abide, who dwell, in the shelter of the Most High. Again, that means we stay in the center of His will for us. That's the safe place. That's the hiding place. And so we have to have a relationship with Him so we know, because we're all different. We all have, He has a different plan for you. Great and wonderful plan. But we, those who dwell there, will find rest. Not all the fear and everything on the world and the economy and the inflation and the new uh, variant of South Africa that they say might be worse. We all fear. You don't have to fear if we're there because the almighty, all-powerful God, He will take care of us. The promise of that comes, though, if we are in covenant with Him. <clears throat> and that's what we forget. Those who dwell in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow, which means protection of the Almighty. This I, I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge. If we trust in anything else, it'll seem like a trial, but it's a good thing because that will be taken away from us so we only can trust in the Lord. I always say that about my bank account. My bank account goes low, all of a sudden I get all nervous. Then I know I've been trusting in that. Say, okay, God, you showed me <laughs> that I will trust alone. He alone is my refuge and my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust Him, faith in Him. The Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please Him. So many people say, Oh, if God loves me, why all these bad things happen in my life? Are we in covenant with Him, dwelling in the shadow and the protection of the Most High God? Don't blame Him. Um, <clears throat> when we had the Thanksgiving dinner, I was talking with um, Mickey. He gave me a good example of that. Oh, thank you. It's like you have, you have an umbrella, 
<clears throat> and you know, Hilo Rain, you can get soaked in us <laughs> in a few seconds. So you have the umbrella over here, <clears throat> but you're standing outside of the covering of the umbrella, the protection of the umbrella, and you get soaking wet. You say, this is a junk umbrella. It doesn't protect you. It doesn't do anything. You, you got to stand under the covering of the umbrella. Stand under the covering of his wings. It comes, the promise comes with first thing it says is you got to abide under that covering. Like I said, you know, like Jesus he signed this covenant in blood. That's a serious, most serious covenant in the Middle East, the blood covenant with us. It's a serious covenant. And we have our part in it to see those blessings that come with the, the promise here. But it's like, you know, if, if you're in the family and the father signs, you know, a, a family medical plan, when you go to the doctor and you say, Are you covered? And you say, yes, but it's in my father's name. Look up my father's policy. And that's what Jesus did for us. We're covered. If we choose to stay under the covering. Choose to stay under the covering. Don't blame the covering because we weren't following. We weren't doing the covenant. And then we blame and say, oh, wow, you're so bad. Look at our country. You're, we're, you know, you're so bad, God. Where are you? Where are we there? And he can still keep you no matter what. Like Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the middle of Babylon. God kept them. For he will rescue from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. There's a story of these uh, firefighters fighting the, you know, like um, forest fires. And they come upon a, a mother bird, dead. But when they lift up her wings, she was protecting her chicks. And we say, oh, wow, what a mother that is. But you know what? That's what God did for us. He died for us so that we would be covered and protected under his wings. He died for us. He gave up his life so that we would be protected. He loves us just as much as that mother loved her chicks. That's what he did for us. His faithful promises are your armor and protection, your shield and buckler. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrow that flies in the day, or the AK-47. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. It will happen. If, if, again it says, if you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, your covering. The promises all come with that if. If you make the Lord your refuge. If you make the Most High your shelter, these promises are yours. No evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. 
for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. We're under his covenant, under his protection. They will hold you up in their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. Spiritual things. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name, who have faith. Because we have free choice again. If you want to say, I don't trust you, I trust in my bank account more, he'll say, okay. Because love doesn't force. Okay, you're, you want to take care of yourself instead of me. They will call on me and I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. That's the thing in this world because of his love and he gives everybody their free will because love does not force. There's trouble in this world. And when people do bad things, the Bible says it comes upon the land and that's how you get pandemics and all, all these uh, hurricanes and all these things because it wasn't there before sin. So he will be with you in trouble and will rescue and honor them. I wish it wasn't so we had to be in trouble first. But that's the way because he is love. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. What promises? Again, but that is as we stay in his covenant. <clears throat> so I'll read to you a few more scriptures. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Yes, all authority. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. That word nations is actually ethnos. That's what I teach when I teach those missionaries. Ethnic groups. Not political entities, people. And why does he say, therefore go? He has all authority. When we're in covenant with him, we now have all authority. That's what he's saying. If we are under his covenant there. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We get to use his name. What an honor to baptize people and he says we can use the name of the Almighty God when we're in covenant with him. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. That's where we have lacked off a lot here. Like I say, when God says about that this is how he made us and we back off and we back off of so many things, Teach them. It's not just bring them to Christ and uh, leave them on the doorstep of the church. Take care. Bye. That means we continue to teach them and love them and care for them. And you know, yeah, I, I understand. I am so busy. We have so many, and we have our families. We have so many people to take care of ourselves. I don't have the time, the will, the energy, the money to reach out to someone else. But I tell you what, if we do, that's love. That's love. Not, I'm not saying uh, you got to do everything at once and all the nations at once. Start with one. To do love. As you pray, because God loves each one of those people. You know, 80% of Hilo don't know him. He loves each one of them. 
so much that he's like that mother chick, hen that covers the chicks. And if we have his spirit in us and his heart, we will want to, and don't despise the day of small beginnings. Small, start small. One person to love and to care for as, as your own family, as yourself. Love others as yourself. And disciple and teach all to, to all my commands because that's the covenant. There's two parts to the covenant, like I say. I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. He will be with us always if we are in covenant with him. That's his promise. He doesn't break his promises, his covenants. We are the ones that do. So he made a way for us to come back into covenant. We, we, we honestly and humbly repent and ask for forgiveness and he already paid the price. Now, we are choosing to come back into the covenant because he already paid it. Not lightly, we say. It cost him his life. Costs like that mother bird. Costs the life. That's how expensive it was to protect you. But he did it. So we gratefully, humbly, thankfully come back into covenant with him. And I'll talk about this more. We don't have time. We're going to go over time. Already, but, you know, I'll talk about this more. There's stages in growth in the Lord, like there's stages in growth as a child. You know, when a, little, a child is little, you just scream and cry, and, okay, I'll feed you, you're hungry. I'll change you, you're wet. Oh, you want to be hugged, and you just scream and cry. But if you see an adult who doesn't get his way or what he wants right away, he's yelling, screaming, throwing a tantrum, what do we say? Grow up. Yeah? Act like a baby. So same like God, there's stages of God will require more and more of us, but with that comes more and more freedom as we mature in Him also. Yeah? So at first He's like that. Everything, you know, you, you want, He keeps like that, but He'll ask for more and more. And so for many of us, He's saying, time to reach out in love to others. And I know so many of you are but then take the next step and worry. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. It'll grow. As we use whatever our gifting is, like Carolee here, she's at home, doesn't have a car. Look at her prayer letter, how it's gone and helped and praying for so many people. How she's helped with the church. Books as her giftings were. And, um, you know, even the, the birthday Christmas cards you get, she's the one. That's that. At home, right? Carol Mayhow at home through the internet, discipling people. Even if you have like a like you like horses, like Tony and Fronda. Yeah, what you like to do, you turn into ministries. Yeah, that uh, can do whatever gifting you have in, in business in um, crafts, in real estate, watch. Watch what God will do as we start there. Um, like I said, you know, I, I started writing because I was, I was repentant. See, that's the beginning. Because I said, God, the truth is, I really don't care about the loss. That's what I started saying when I realized this scripture, and I didn't feel that way. 
that's the truth. The truth will set you free. I don't care, God. Forgive me, because I know that's your heart. Can you help me grow in that, to have your heart for the loss? And he won't go over your free will, but he will give it to you if you ask, and you know that's his heart. He doesn't want anyone to be lost from the, for that eternity with him. They are all precious enough to die for in the fire for them. And so we start like that. And then he grew at, at, you know, more and more because he had me write books because I was so afraid to stand up in front of people and talk. And little by little, taught a small class of 12 people sweating and now, you know, I talked with thousands around the world. Just this past year, people from all over the U.S., Canada, Japan, Australia, Taiwan, India, England, Lebanon, Germany, Sweden, Barbados, South Africa, a lot of different Native Americans, Maori, Hawaiian, somewhat, all online or in person teaching. But it started out by just that obedience of saying, I repent. And he'll ask more and more of us, that, and I'm still repenting every day. My wife doesn't know it, but I got frustrated at her, and I had to repent. <laughs> then I was driving to the hospital to see somebody from the Ekbalo school that's coming on Friday. And I was driving by Tony and Fronda's house that way. And there's one-lane places. So I pull on the side, and because this guy is coming, and he's... And um, usually what we, you know... Person pulls on, say, they say, thank you, and you say, you're welcome, right? Guy just drives by and looks at me like that. Like, and you know what my first reaction was? Well, sorry, eh, bro. The local boy come out, sorry, eh? Really, it's saying, who do you think you are? Everybody got to pull on the side for you. You don't even say thank you. You think you just deserve it. And I see, even that now the Lord is working. I had to repent because I judged him. And the Bible says, do not judge. We're judgmental people by nature. I judged him already. And because uh, I don't know what he was going through. I don't know nothing about him. But to really to just repent and say, okay, God, I, I want to come back under your covering. Because that local boy attitude didn't help me nothing. And just repent and say, Lord, forgive him. I forgive him and bless him with more and more of your Holy Spirit because that's what, bless him with your Holy Spirit, more of you. That's the only thing going to really change us. Okay, so on 1 Corinthians 3.11, For no one can lay any other foundation other than the one we already have in Jesus Christ. That's our foundation, but it's only our foundation. He expects us as children of his to build on it. What good is a foundation without anything on it? Anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials, gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, or straw. But on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. The only real value in this world is what we do for love of God and love for others. And that's why I say, if, if we in the U.S. had really, you know, usually a final command is the most important one. If we really took seriously God's final command, we would not be in the situation we are. 
so that we would actually do. If the work survives, that builder will receive a reward. Eternal rewards from God. They're going to be awesome. But if the work is burned up, the builder will suffer great loss. The builder will be saved, but like someone barely escaping through a wall of flames. Suffer great loss. And just, yeah, you'll get there, but you'll wish that we had been in covenant with him and used what he gave us for eternal things. Eternal purposes and things. This is the time for that. This is the, the day and the hour where he's saying, I want you to be either hot or cold. Choose you this day. You want to be hot? You know, be cold. And uh, what blessings to be with him. I want to ask the worship team to come up and to um, sing that song if, as we pray, the worship team will come up. That, um, sing the song about just how, you know, we, we believe and trust in Jesus. Um, uh, God, let's look at the, <laughs> the words for that. I don't know what. Uh, where is the worship team? They're not there? <laughs> okay, come on, come on. Because we're over time. 